want to have your business featured on the Her Podcast, simply send us a DM or an email to itsherpod at gmail.com. Welcome to the Her Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm CJ. And I'm Erica. We are exploring purpose and connection in business and life through our very own honest everyday ramblings. Today we are chatting with Monica. Monica is the founder of the menstrual wellness brand Maria. Maria is on a mission to empower women through education and community. A former competitive skier with a background in e-commerce and consulting, Monica has bootstrapped Maria to multi-six figures while continuing to support e-commerce brands in the email marketing space. She is passionate about sharing her knowledge and changing the conversation around women's menstrual health. A true force to be reckoned with, we are so excited to introduce you to Monica. How did you two meet? Because you two are obviously connected. Megan. Megan. Yeah. Sorry. And Monica. Megan and Monica. Um, So I'm, I'm curious on how you two are connected. Monica, you can start. (laughs) Uh, So in March of this year, Megan and I both went to Susie's school with Susie Holman. Um, And it was a retreat in Arizona. That was three days and it was the most magical three days I feel like that I've ever experienced. I don't know what your experience was, Megan. Agreed. Agreed. I lived through it. Like I recall it daily. It changed my life. And the, and the women there, like, like we said, like Susie brought us all together, but like the bond that we all have, there are 14 of us, I think. Um, Like the bond we have after three days together is just for life. Like it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. And it's been obviously, you know, several months now. And I feel, I'm like, I need to see everyone again because I feel like I'm feeling disconnected. I'm like, no, my soul sisters. I know. Like, it's like, thank God for like technology that we can still be connected, but it's so different being in person with people. Yeah. So like, I'm like so excited to see Monica on a screen in front of me right now, yeah. but I wish you were sitting in the chair across from me, but hopefully Maybe someday. soon. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully soon. And it's wild to think that we were all only together for three days and yet you feel like one of my deepest friends. I know it's because we're just all on the same, like there's something to be said about the right people finding each other when we need to find each other. Like it's, it's just so and shared wild. experiences too. shared experiences really draw people together. Yeah. Very quickly. I feel yeah. like it's the equivalent of, you know, when you were kids and you went to Bible camp or you went to like on a trip with someone, all of a sudden you were like, like you said, soul sister. Cause you're like, we had this very deep, uh, integrated together experience, yeah. even over a short period of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's something cool. special. That's for sure. Very cool. Love yeah. it. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, Monica, for our audience, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and who you are? And obviously you have some really amazing accolades and like businesses and places that you've worked, but we'd love to hear sort of, you know, how you've gone from a former competitive skier, you know, to a founder of a six figure company. So I live out in Jackson, Wyoming in the Tetons. I love Jackson. I've been there once. 
<laughs> it is such a magical place. Um, but I moved here right out of college after um, being a competitive skier in college and I came to be a ski bum. Um, and that ski bum in me turned into competing and skiing again, being a sponsored athlete. And that kind of kicked off my marketing career. I always knew I wanted to be in marketing. And um, I'd say like as a competitive athlete, it was kind of like the early days of influencing in a way, you know, you had brand sponsorship and you're like posting yourself to social media, all that stuff. So that was really fun. Um, but went down a different path with marketing, got into production and the outdoor industry, and that kind of transformed into e-commerce. Uh, and once I was in e-commerce, I knew that I wanted to own my own business. I always knew I wanted to own my own business. It was just like finding that right thing. And yeah. I was dealing with, oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to ask, because I'm like so intrigued by the fact that you were a skier. Were you like Olympic level? Like, is that what you were doing? There isn't an Olympic event for the type of skiing I did. In college, I was a ski racer, which is obviously Olympic-esque. I wasn't good enough to be in the Olympics. Um, and in my 20s, I was skiing on the free ride world, world tour. And so that's like a judged event where you get dropped at the top of these peaks and you try to like go off cliffs and ski really fast in the powder to make it look like movie-esque and then they judge you on that so it's that's amazing is it like heli skiing is that like different in the events you're not heli skiing um but a lot of like people in the industry move on to do heli skiing and filming and that kind of stuff wow that is just blowing my mind isn't she so cool i'm like everyone i went down the bunny hill today <laughs> check me out <laughs> Good grief. That is, I'm sorry. I just had to ask because that is so cool. I love that. It was really fun. Um, and I'm kind of like a, you know, adrenaline junkie. Like I just love that. So that is now transformed into the entrepreneurial space where I'm trying to take risk and build my own business. Um, I was dealing with some health issues around my menstrual cycle and kind of healed that for myself and realized that I needed to help other women who are also experiencing what I had experienced, which was like insane mood shifts and like a lot of awful symptoms um, and developed a product to make getting the nutrients you need to have really balanced hormones um, easier. And so that's how Maria came to be, which I'm now the founder and CEO of and is my full-time kind of gig. Um, and it has been just so amazing bringing this product to women and helping people feel better. When you, um, started, can you tell us a little bit about how you started to figure out what your symptoms were and like mm -hmm. why they were not, you know, you go to the doctor and they tell you X, Y, Z and why you were like, that's not, you know, that's not the answer and how you came to figure out that you had PMDD and maybe explain to our audience what yes. that is Please. because I didn't know what it was until I met you and I was like yep I 100% have this and that is such a common experience so I was experiencing I didn't know what it was either like I was so out of touch with my body and I think a lot of us are um, in terms of like not tracking my menstrual cycle not knowing that the symptoms I was having were related to my menstrual cycle I just thought I was depressed. I thought that I was unmotivated every few weeks. I thought I was kind of a mess and out of control. Um, 
until I was actually in the, at the time I was working in production and I was working on a film about a bipolar athlete. And like, I had to watch the film so many times through the production that I was like, wow, I just relate to this guy so much. Like all of these out of the blue mood swings and like, he feels out of control and he's manic and all this stuff. And I was like, that is me. That is me. Like I am bipolar, like, holy crap. And I was like 26 at the time. So I like marched into my therapist's office and I'm like, I'm bipolar. And she's like, calm down. Like, okay. Like, it seems like you've had a breakthrough. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Um, and I just explained it to her and she's like, well, have you ever like considered tracking these emotions with your cycle? And I was like, lady, you're crazy. I'm telling you, like my brain is messed up. And you're talking about my ovaries and those things don't connect. And what are you talking about? She's like, hear me out. Like, why don't we just take the next month and like really pay attention next few months, pay attention. And it turns out like what I was experiencing was directly correlated to the week before my period. So I'm not bipolar. And (laughs) it turns out that a lot of people who think they are bipolar aren't either. Um, but the medical industry is still a little bit behind on this even. And so I'm so lucky that it happened to be that my therapist knew about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And it's an extreme, um, case of PMS where it plays more to emotional symptoms and, um, the people who experience like very high anxiety, Uh, a lot of anger, frustration, irritability, like feeling not like yourself the week before your period, that is more PMDD than PMS. um, And it's super disruptive. So that was what I was experiencing. uh, And sorry, can I just ask, so would you say, because I'm, this is all new to me, is PMS, would you say more physical symptoms and PMDD is, is what you're saying is more like mental, emotional symptoms? That... Yes, generally PMS can still be just mood swings, but they're like less disruptive. You know, you're just kind of like feeling a little bit more bitchy, whereas um, PMDD is like you might feel suicidal. It's kind of on a whole other level that's much more disruptive to. It's almost like feels all encompassing. Well, yeah. And now it's interesting that you're saying that because immediately what's flashing to my head is in my school and I'm a. I'm a girl who has been blessed with not really feeling much when I, when I go through my cycles. Um, maybe my husband would argue, (laughs) but I feel like I'm like, no, I actually do pretty decent. Um, but I remember there was a girl in our school and everyone like knew when she was, and we would all say, oh, she's PMSing. And it was like, now that you're saying this, I'm like, this is probably what it was, Mm -hmm. was very, the, the mood shift, the, the way people would get out of the way because they were like, it, it's almost, I, I don't want to say this, but like at the time you would have been like a loose cannon, right? You would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, she's going to go crazy is what we would say. And I'm doing air quotes so we can all yeah. see that. Um, so it's interesting now, even just hearing this, what's going through my head is like, okay, I think we don't know enough about our bodies probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so true. And it, I mean, even just me talking about it on social media, TikTok, all these things, like people are coming out of the woodwork being like, oh my God, I didn't know this was a thing, but I have it. Um, And I think just bringing that awareness to it is changing people's lives because 
they can now, you know, wrap their head around this thing that they felt was out of their control. Mm. Um, so that was like the experience for me too, but it was also very quickly that the doctors were like, great, like you just take SSRIs, like with your cycle. And I'm like, you want me to take a brain medication, like one week out of the month? I feel like that's just going to like mess me up. Mm. And it does work really well for some people. Like, of course that is the right path for some people. For me, it wasn't where I wanted to go. Um, I was very much like ready to get to the root of it and work hard to figure out how I could make lifestyle changes and do other things other than just jumping to medication. Um, Birth control works well for some people. There's so many different routes and what works for one person is like, you know, very individualized, but it turns out that nutrition plays a huge role in it. And as soon as a doctor uh, like suggested to me, like try these supplements. We've had good luck with other patients. Uh, within a few months, I was like a different person that like this door behind me that you guys can see on the video, I'd kicked a hole in it before, like, because I was just raging, um, and so out of control. And I'm sorry, how, how old were you when you were like, I need to get this I need to like figure this out. 26. Like I That's amazing. Old. I was not thinking that way. At it's so well, I don't think I honestly didn't think this way until I met mm-hmm. Monica. Totally. <laughs> um, but it, I, it's wild to me. Like now that we know these things or once we find out the information, why weren't we taught certain things about our bodies? You know, like the lack of education for young people women young girls specifically around our bodies our reproductive cycles and and our hormones like how come I am just learning this now you know what I mean isn't that like so I command command I command you I commend you for really taking to socials and being like okay I figured this out for myself and now like we need to share this with everybody Yeah, it's so important. And the fact that the medical system, the school systems, like, are just not arming with us with this information. I mean, I hope that's something that we can even have influence on It's, it's crazy to think that we're not taught about our biology in the proper way. So you have had the opportunity to do speaking engagements. um, And, you know, work with like, smaller scale, I think like yoga events and that kind of thing, which is amazing to really educate women about their cycles and the options available. Have you had an opportunity or are you interested, I guess, at all in speaking to women in like elementary school or junior high and that kind of stuff? Look at her smiling. One of the things that we're working on right now is actually trying to target college age students. Um, with some education going through athletic departments, speaking to, I think, you know, and I, I just personally resonate with this because I was at a college athlete, but I do think that the college athlete has a little, is a little bit more keyed into general health and wellness, um, because they're, you know, actively competing in something and have always really focused on that. So we're trying to get in with those programs to be able to teach them about their cycles, teach them about cycle syncing, teach them about how um, their cycle can play a huge role in their performance. 
And so we're kind of taking the avenue of trying to start with college age kids, just because I think that they might be more mature and ready to kind of do something about it. So what I would love to know for you and for the audience is what are our cycles for those that maybe still are not aware and what does cycle syncing look like? Yeah. So your menstrual cycle is typically 28 days. Um, it can range from like 21 to 33 and everyone's is different. So if you're like not exactly 28, totally normal, that's okay. Um, and it has four phases. So I think the big thing about how we're taught about our period is we're like told you're going to bleed. Here's a tampon or a pad and that's it. The rest, you just like deal with it. Like, and then the other parts, you're just not bleeding. You're not on your period, but the menstrual cycle actually has four different phases because our hormones are always going up and down and changing. And so we have our menstrual phase, which is the beginning of our cycle. That's like the first on average seven days. And that's when we're actually bleeding. And then we have the follicular phase, which is between menstruation and ovulation. So ovulation is when our body actually releases an egg and is when we can um, get pregnant basically. So the follicular phase, our energy is good. We are feeling like more connected with ourselves, more outgoing ramping up to ovulation when we're kind of at our energetic peak. Um, and a lot of people experience this with, through like sexual desire, you know, because our bodies are prepared to make a baby. Uh, our bodies give us all the hormones that make us want to make a baby. <laughs> and then once we've ovulated, that's, we head into the luteal phase, which is the phase of our menstrual cycle where women who experience symptoms that's when you experience symptoms. Um, and this is when our body, like our hormones are dropping and they're preparing to actually shed. Um, and so that that's where much more inward and um, kind of less social. Uh, and for me, I really like to organize during that time. Like I can't tell you how many times I've reorganized my pantry when I'm in my luteal phase, I'm just like, do, 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 like in there moving stuff around and like, try, it's so weird, but that, that is a, that is like a normal thing. And cycle syncing is when we can actually understand our energy and our brain function through each of those phases, because as our hormones shift, our hormones are our receptors in our body. And it tells our brain what to do, tells us how to act all of that. And so we can actually sync up with our cycle to optimize our output. So whether that is like work tasks, like putting admin tasks in your luteal phase and tackling new projects in our follicular phase, things like that, and just being aware of where our energy is at to um, our diet and eating specific foods to help uh, excrete estrogen and different hormones because our estrogen peaks really high and then it goes lower. But if we're not actually letting it go lower through our digestive system, like we have bad digestion, we hold on to that estrogen and that's where a lot of symptoms can come from. So you can eat certain things in certain phases to help support that as well as movement and how we exercise. If we are, you know, doing a HIIT workout, like 
every single time we're in our menstrual phase, like, yeah, you're going to be exhausted. Like go to yoga instead. So I have a question then. And the question is, is, is the whole idea of eating something to, um, support the part of the cycle that you're in? Is that, does that vary between people or is that like down to a, this is kind of proven that this will help women in general? Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's like, no, I understand that it's like different food for stages. What I'm asking is for people, like would something that helps me not help Megan? It's pretty standard just in terms of like nutrients, the different nutrient nutritional needs in each phase. We have a baseline nutritional need throughout the whole thing. Um, but like, for instance, when we're menstruating, of course, we're losing a bunch of iron because we're bleeding a lot. And so like, we all need more iron when we're menstruating. So you can like up your intake of like red meat or, um, high and high iron foods. The same thing kind of goes for when our estrogen is dropping, we can just help that process by um, one of the best foods for excreting estrogen is carrots because estrogen binds to raw carrot. Mm. My sister-in-law just told me that. Shout out to her. So <gasps> I didn't know that. I need to eat more carrots. Yeah. So like eat more carrots. It's great for you. Um, but yeah, so it's really interesting. There, there is kind of a generic protocol, I would say. So as far as when you were formulating Maria. Tell us how you knew what needed to be in it and how what you put in it is going to be supportive for all of the women who are taking it or adding that to their daily routine. Because it isn't just for when you're on your period, which some people may think it's for the whole month. It's part of your daily routine. Yeah. So initially I knew nothing and I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian and I will never claim to be. Um, but I knew that these nutrients were working for me. And so I dug into research to understand if it would work for other people. And at that point, I also got a dietitian and a nutritionist and a naturopath on board. And they've really been the brains behind our formulation, which is amazing because I can be like, yeah, we have experts doing it. Like, it's not just me, like whipping stuff up in the kitchen. Um, but the, our formulation came together because if you think about, uh, you know, women's health in general, reproductive health, the only time we really key into nutrition is when we're trying to get pregnant or we are pregnant and we're told we need to go on a prenatal. Um, turns out that we actually need a lot of those nutrients through our menstruating life. Um, so a lot of these nutrients play a huge role in the balancing of our hormones. So keeping our pathways of elimination, that's like our liver, our digestive system, um, healthy and in check as well as our brain balance. So serotonin levels, um, and in today's world, we're like constantly stressed. So, Oh, are we? What? Say what? No. <laughs> Stress is a high depleter of nutrients. And so what we formulated was a very specific group of nutrients. It's very high in B vitamins, very high in um, minerals like calcium and magnesium and zinc, because those have been proven that most women are deficient in them. And the deficiency can cut cause a higher rate of 
those symptoms that you experience. So if we can know that we have a solid baseline of those nutrients at all times, regardless of what our diet looks like, we're in a much better place to be centered throughout our whole cycle and allow those hormones to go up and down and be in balance with each other, as opposed to like I was talking about the high estrogen. If your estrogen is really high, the ratio between that and your other hormones, that's a hormone imbalance. It's about like the ratio between the two. So you're just trying to keep everything in check. Hi friends, Megan here. If you follow along with me on socials, you know I am a huge fan of Poppy Barley and wear their beautiful footwear daily. Born in Canada, Poppy Barley rethinks every step to create sustainably made, fairly priced products designed to be worn on repeat, and trust me, you will. My first pair was the classic 2.5 booties. I lived in my market mules all summer long, and I'm currently obsessed with my houndstooth daily loafers. I can't tell you how excited I am about their newest collection, Temp Drop. Fashion-forward boots with warm functionality, much needed for our cold Canadian winters. The Temp Drop collection features two limited edition styles, both complete with shearling insoles, rubber lug soles, and water-resistant leathers because, well, winter. Not only does Poppy Barley create beautiful, functional, and comfortable footwear, they are a company that cares. Poppy Barley's mission is luxury for the people and planet. And they are a certified B Corporation, meeting the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, transparency, and accountability. Take $25 off your order of $150 or more with code HERPOD at poppybarley.com until December 31st, 2022. Note that this cannot be applied in conjunction with other promotions. Follow and shop Poppy Barley on socials at poppybarley and at poppybarley.com linked in the show notes. Happy shopping, friends. So how long did it take you to formulate this? And obviously, like, I'm sure it's like ongoing. And then the other question I have, which you might have to answer afterwards is like, are you like, are you working on other products to continue to support you know, I'm like, cause that, I see everyone's face. I'm like, that gets us all excited. There's new things too, right? So it took about two years to get to our final product. Um, there's so much that goes into it, right? Like getting, figuring out how you're going to pay for it, getting the final formulation, flavoring it, finding the right person to make it for you. So that was a pretty long process. I was also working full-time at the, at the time. So it just took a while. Um, But, and yes, it is an ongoing process. We're actually about to release an updated formula just as new science comes out, um, as we get feedback, as our medical advisors continue to work with patients, we're always adapting to make sure that we are staying up to date with current research. Um, So we've made like a few tweaks to the formula, Um, nothing major, but, you know, we're just doing updates as we go. And then, yes, we are definitely working on new products, and I'm so excited about them. We're, we're going to have a little self-care line, so it's like little things that you can add into your life um, that are, help with lifestyle. One of them that we're launching very soon is a menstrual tea, um, so that will be herbal and really great for when you're actually like 
pre-period or on your period and have cramps or have, you know, headaches or bloating. Megan gave us one of your, your little packets. That's for all the time, but this tea would be specifically more designed like, hey, it's the time of the month, so sip some tea. Yes, exactly. So uh, the elixir is a daily supplement. So that's just like focused purely on nutrition. Um, and the tea will be more of like at that time of the month tea. And so Cute. because I know I and her branding I want you is to just call like, it that, that time of the month tea. <laughs> the Maria branding is just like so good. Yeah. But I'm curious why you chose to make because the elixir it it's like actually nobody can see me doing this right now but it's like a little pouch like a stick pouch and you open it up it's like drink crystals and it's a drinkable multivitamin so why did you choose to make it in that formulation versus like a pill oh cool that's good yeah so if we'd done it in pill form it would have been seven pills so when i say that it's packed full of nutrients like i truly mean it there are a lot of supplements out there that um you know say they do something but they don't actually have a high enough therapeutic grade to be effective Mm -hmm. and So we're basing the amount of the nutrients in our product on research and studies. And so it requires quite a bit of nutrients to actually be effective. So with that much nutrients, I didn't want to have it be a seven pill serving. Like it's, I swallowing. That exhausts me just hearing that. I'm like, there is no way I'm doing that. No one's taking like, no seven one's taking, pills. Or like a giant horse pill. Oh, just <laughs> like one big. <laughs> well, and sometimes people who are taking supplements, you're already, t- like I already take supplements. So I'm like, if you were to add seven more onto what I'm already taking, I'm like, we would be at a high number. <laughs> uh, you need like four pill cases. It's just, just like... And I also, in my experience, I was already taking that many because I was having to piece things together individually. And I literally had to carry around like a pill case. I have one right here, actually. And I was like, I feel like an old person. Like this isn't cute. It's not sexy. Like in the wellness industry is cute. And I'm like, okay, how do I make this like what every wellness girly wants, right? (laughs) And you made it like, obviously, like visually the branding so good, but your um, like content and your words that you use to describe it, like it's a little cheeky and fun. Yeah, we wanted it to be that way because it's a hard topic for a lot of people and it doesn't need to be. And so we thought if there was like some humor in it, it could lighten the mood. Well, it's a little bit like getting everyone in the room to raise their hand and admit that they all do something or we Mm -hmm. all suffer from something and then everyone kind of relaxes, right? When you make something, just be like, hey, let's just like, this is what it is. We all have our periods or we're all dealing with this hormone imbalance. So if we all just kind of look at each other and get on the same page, we can like laugh about it and be like, yeah, or we can have fun with it. And normalize that. Yes, exactly. Because it is actually very normal. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I'm curious with your branding, like, was that you working on that? Was that you and your team? Like, how did you choose the direction you wanted to go? Yeah, we did work with a branding agency. Um, I had a lot of 
words and feelings that I wanted to evoke um and like obviously a mood board and and all of that going into branding but we did work with an agency to kind of get to our final place and it's interesting now looking back at the options that they gave us and I was like wow we just went the perfect direction like it it just like ended up being perfect that's so amazing that's exactly what you want and obviously like you know your product has now landed you like well, you and or your product has landed you in like Forbes and you've had like a viral TikTok, but I'd love to hear like how you got on Forbes, like in Forbes. Yeah, that is, that was, I think the moment that I knew this was real. The moment I knew that the general public was going to accept what we were doing and that there was for like big Ford motion with it. Um, and it was in our launch month, which was crazy um so I didn't go I did not go the traditional PR route um I was doing outreach myself and had just like heard or seen this author writing about other small businesses other businesses in the space so I tried to find her contact info and I just came up on her Instagram account and I was like okay, I'll just follow her from my personal account, like engage with some of her stuff. She like, I remember there was a picture of her dog on the beach and I was like, oh my God, like, and it was in Maine, which I'm from Maine. So I was like, I love this beach. Like your dog is so cute. And just started like engaging with her and like trying to be her friend. And eventually she must've gone to my profile, seen that I was the founder of this brand and was like, I love what you're doing. Can I write about you? (laughs) And I was like, what? Yes. And so I kind of had like, you know, I was becoming her friend because I wanted something from her. (laughs) I love this. Say it like it is. The honesty. Yeah. But I love that you went about it a different way, right? You were like, I'm going to authentically engage with this woman and like, you know, put your toe in the water kind of thing. But you let it unfold. You did, you know. And it worked out really well in your benefit, but you're such a good advocate for your business that I'm not shocked when she went to your personal page, she was like, oh my gosh, I need to get on, on this right away. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it still blows my mind how it all happened. And I think that things like that just happened for a reason, but I was definitely just trying to be this woman's friend and, and of course it worked. Kate Berry, that is amazing. The way I was doing outreach was either just like trying to follow writers' personal pages um, and then sending a pitch so that I seemed like a familiar kind of name because I didn't have the PR agency. I didn't have the money to hire the PR agency. I didn't have the contacts. I had to make them myself. You hustled, right? Oh, yeah. Still hustling hard. (laughs) I'd love to know from your personal perspective how you actually align your work schedule around like your menstrual cycles because I think that that's something that's super interesting something you've talked about but I'm like what does your company look like and if you have team members like how do you allow (laughs) other females to operate in that space as well I'm just picturing like everybody being like all right guys this week nothing's happening (laughs) (laughs) we've all synced up because our cycles are all synced synced. we're all so curious about it (laughs) 
It's like the other day you walked in here and we're like, well, we're on our period this month. Like, you know, it's just like our cycles are all synced. So what would that look like? That's a great question. Yeah. I think for me personally, it's more about the awareness of where I am in my cycle and allowing myself some forgiveness of like yesterday, it was the last day of my period and I had slept awful and it was two 30. Um, and I had a meeting on my calendar and I was just like, I just can't make this happen right now. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm going to email the person and tell them I need to reschedule. And like, I'm going to watch a movie on Netflix this afternoon. So I think allowing yourself forgiveness, especially as female entrepreneurs, right? We're so hard on ourselves. We're like, go, 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 hustle, 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 like have to prove ourselves. And so when we can allow ourselves that space to be like, Hey, like this week, I'm not operating at a hundred percent. And that's okay. Because I know in another week, it's going to be game on and I don't have to work eight hours every single day. Sometimes I work four, sometimes I work 10. Like it's, it all evens out. Um, in terms of our team, we don't have a team right now. We have contractors, but I mean, if I'm going to give myself that forgiveness in that space, I, I have to do the same for anyone working with me. So I think just bringing that awareness and being able to even just have the conversation with the people that you're working with and allowing them to be like, I'm off today. And that like that being okay. Of course, if it's a performance issue and you know, like every day they're off, you're like, okay. Like sometimes we have to suck it up and do things even though we're on our period. That's life. Um, but just bringing a heightened awareness to it is really like how I approach it of, of, giving myself some room a lot of grace and understanding well and it's so wild what we do on our periods like like I said to Nick the one day maybe this is a tangent here but I like said to him the one day because my this is like TMI but my my period is just weird um I feel like we're gonna have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that's like we talk about our periods but I like said to my husband the one day I was like can you I was moody I guess and I was like can you imagine if you just walked around bleeding all day and you would like be at work and you were bleeding I'm like you'd come home you would come home and be like I'm injured or I have something going on and I cannot you know I should be concerned about this I'm like but we just go and we just like do the things and we're like all good all good, right? So, sometimes I just feel the need to remind my partner, like, just so you know, like, I've just, I'm bleeding right now. Like, I've just been bleeding all day. Yeah. Like, but yet here I am. <laughs> I love to remind my husband, like, anything you can do, I can do it while I bleed. Yes. There you go. Excessive amounts of blood. Like, it's amazing to take a menstrual cup out and pour it out. You're like, wow. Like, I, I had a puncture wound today (laughs) let's Mm -hmm. talk about that too like around menstrual awareness I guess you know um because you're in that space like talking about menstrual cups versus like you know other forms obviously I can just like name it I'm like avoiding the word but like I'm curious on what you what you have you seen a benefit in switching over or what do you like highly recommend I really like the menstrual cup um from several angles, right? There's the sustainability angle, like 
buying and reusing and throwing away tampons is not great for our earth. But um, I've also just found it to be fascinating to see how much I bleed because that is one of the signals of if you're having having a healthy period is what color your blood is and how much there is. And so when you're just like absorbing it into a tampon, you're like, yeah, I went through a regular tampon today or like whatever, but you don't actually really know. So to me, of course, I like geek out on this stuff, but I'm like, oh, look, like there was like a, three ounces of blood in here. This is really interesting. Um, and a lot of the menstrual cups like have lines that tell you how much because it is good to know. So you mean we're not just grabbing our tablespoon baking ingredients <laughs> and measuring it out? <laughs> Ew. I don't bring measuring cups into the bathroom with me. <laughs> You're like, I don't have my tablespoon. Let me just go get my menstrual cup. We'll just figure out. Well, and I'm also curious, like, cause you just said like the color, you know, and yeah. like how much, um, you know, blood. And I'm like, what is like a healthy level and color and what is where you need to start thinking about, okay, you know, seeking help or attention I've never thought of it that way I've just thought sometimes my period is really heavy yeah and so we're, we should really only bleed a couple of ounces and you can't really quote me on what it should and shouldn't be I don't know the ounceage but it should only be a few ounces a day if you're bleeding more than that and having to like change super jumbo tampons a bunch of times like it's probably irregular and heavy bleeding. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of the color, I mean, it, it varies throughout your period. I, you'll probably notice like brighter red at the beginning and then it gets darker and that's just like older blood. It's the same thing of like dried blood that you see, right? It like turns kind of brown. But if you're noticing like really purple blood or a lot of clots and things like that, mm -hmm. those can be signals of irregularities. So I think just having that deeper connection to like what yours looks like you can understand your health better and be more in tune with your body um the other benefit that i love of menstrual cups is that because it's um up in your like cervix and kind of has like tension there it can actually reduce menstrual cramps um because if you think of like i don't know like being hugged a little bit it kind of does that but like the opposite way inside of you um so it like helps a lot of people who have cramps that's interesting i've never heard that i'm terrified to use a cup I know listen I'm gonna i think it's honest. gonna fall out i'm like I it's gonna fall out bought no. one and i every month was like i'm gonna do it and then i took it out and i was like i'm not gonna do it and then i, I like never used it I ended up giving it to one of my girlfriends who loves them but i'm just like i just how I don't know why I have a hard time it's like I'm scared but I think like you also hear all the like but a lot of women are scared mishaps. yeah you know what I mean because I think I've used one for like five years and I'm an advocate and I love it but every time I talk to someone about it they're like how am I going to get it out how am I going to yeah. get it in is it going to be messy you know like is it going to get stuck inside of me I think it's really cool that it's an option now that when younger girls first start getting their period they could just immediately start learning how to use that and it's you know much more sustainable as well I just picture your coffee cup falling over <laughs> that's what I think of I'm like it's just gonna fall out and I'm gonna be like hey maybe we need an anatomy lesson with my pants just <laughs> that's what I picture if it's falling out 
then there's definitely something wrong. It will not fall out. I mean, like <laughs> tampons don't fall out and they're like, that's true. And they're smaller. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. I have a wide set vagina. <laughs> it's like a mean girls when she's like, it's not my problem. I have a heavy flow and a wide set <laughs> vagina. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna pivot just a minute here. Yeah, go for um, it. because you know, you take such good care of yourself. You're very aware of like what works for you for self-care. Um, and I'm curious, like how because I mean, I know you personally, so I know some of the investments that you've made in yourself as a business owner, but can you share with our community why it's important to invest in yourself as a business owner and what mm. benefits you've seen from that? Because I know a lot of times women, especially entrepreneurs, are just we're just a little bit afraid to put down that amount of money or um, schedule off that amount of time to, to really invest in ourselves. I had to learn what the difference was between an expense and an investment for myself. Yes. We writing that down. And so for me, you know, I was coming up against these self-improvement opportunities and I knew that there was so much work that I needed to do on me to be a better founder, CEO, leader, so that my business could run smoothly because I was getting in the way. My childhood trauma was getting in the way. My beliefs were getting in the way, but I kept seeing the price tag. And I think that's what we see a lot is the price tag. And it's like a couple thousand dollars, a couple hundred dollars, whatever it is. And we're like, oh no, like I'm going to spend this money and it's really scary but we have to ask ourselves, is this an investment or is this an expense? And the difference being an investment means once you've gone through the experience, once you have gone to the retreat, done the thing, had the coaching, are you going to be able to increase performance, increase output, uh, create better, build your business larger, or is it an expense where you are spending the money like buying a new pair of pants and you get zero dollars back. Mm -hmm. There's no reward. There's no upside benefit other than you're like, cool, I have new pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like the difference I'm writing down just like loss or recoup, right? Like what gives you the thing to get back, which is that's, I really love that. That's a really great way to think of it. Um, I don't think I've ever thought of that before. No. And it was like so game changing for me because I can be so in my head. And as being a solo founder, I really need that person to help me get through my thoughts and help me find the better me. Um, I like deal with fear and uh, lack of confidence and consistency. And those things like turns out are all related. And I've been able to work through it with someone else, which has allowed me to take huge leaps and steps with my business. Amazing. Yeah, I think what we don't often recognize is that by, you know, investing in ourselves and our emotional capacity and like working through traumas and and having tough conversations and being uncomfortable in growth, that actually is so beneficial to our business. But sometimes people think that it's unrelated. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like it's always been integrated. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, my business and me are two separate things, 
but my business doesn't exist without me. And so, I mean, hopefully someday it can, that would be great, but right now it doesn't. And if I'm not mentally stable, emotionally fit, like neither is my business. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. So true. That's really incredible. Well, honestly, it's just been so amazing talking with you. Megan has obviously always spoken so highly of you. So we were so excited when you said you would come on and we get to meet you. And I'm so excited about your product. Um, obviously I said, Megan gave us a little tester, but I'm, I'm the more we talk, I'm like, I want to have a one-on-one and be like, Hey, help me figure this out or like do whatever. Or maybe I just got to drink the elixir some more, but, uh, we're just very excited that you joined us today. Uh, we like to end our podcast with a fun question, uh, which is just if you could share with us and with the audience, just something that you're obsessed with lately, something you're loving that you want to share with other people. I have been obsessed with my morning journaling. It's something for me that allows me to just be 100% me and go into the day feeling like I've kind of let it all out and there's only up from here. So whether it's negative or positive, it's just like I've had a moment to kind of let my brain go like just wild and crazy on a page. So often in the day I'm like scrolling or reading emails and I'm not allowing myself that space to actually be like, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Like what's going on in your head? how are you being creative right now? You're kind of just like attacking problems, solving problems and getting input all the time. And so it's my moment to have like my personal output. Ooh, yeah, that's really good. I love that. That's so great. It's such a gift to give yourself in the morning. Yeah, it is. And I was- Perfect way to start. Yes, I love that, that output, right? Because I think that's the thing is we're so- like you just said throughout the day, we're always also heavily influenced mm. and we're constantly taking things into. So to start your day by being like, I'm going to get this out there. That's awesome. Monica, can you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your amazing product? Yeah. So you can find me on social media at Monica Grony. And then Maria is everywhere you scroll at Maria wellness or MariaWellness.com. Can you tell us your promo code that you have for the listeners available as well if they're interested in trying your Elixir? Yeah, please use promo code HER15 and you'll get 15% off your first month. Oh my gosh, oh, guys. Amazing. Seriously, go try it. Yeah. So good. It's Thank- delicious. Yes. Thank you, Monica, for joining us today. We just loved chatting with you. Thanks for having me so much, guys. This is so fun. Yay. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of the Her Podcast. If you want to follow along with us, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at its.her.podcast. We can't wait to see you there. Bye. 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 Adios.